of Joshua tonight. Book of Joshua. And in Joshua chapter 1, we're really seeing is uh, we call it preparation for victory. Preparation for victory. And you stand a lot better chance of, uh, of winning in the battle if you're prepared. Uh, one of the main military strategies is the element of surprise. Sometimes in the form of an ambush. Sometimes it's just an unexpected strike. Uh, Sometimes striking in one way when the enemy was expecting something different. And, And so we know that we have an enemy. And the Bible tells us that very clearly. The Bible doesn't want us to have any Illusions to the fact that uh, yeah, you know that we we have uh, we have an, an adversary we have a, a, a fearsome foe and uh, he would love for us to be unprepared for the battle he would love for us to be unprepared and if we just go you know through our days if we go through our days just in our default setting you know what our default setting is our default setting is pretty much apathy. <laughs> That's our default, our default setting as, as human beings. It's, uh, it's not being purposeful. It's not being, that's why the Bible says be, be sober, that is be, be clear-minded and be vigilant, the Bible says, when it comes to our adversary. Uh, so the Bible is very specific to be alert and uh, to, uh, to be clear-minded and purposeful when it comes to the battle, and don't don't be don't be um, don't let the devil get don't let the enemy get a surprise attack on you. Be prepared. Be, be prepared. Now, the thing about Joshua chapter one is we can see that this this really this preparation comes uh, first out of God's communication, and so the first the first key to victory that we see here in Joshua chapter one is he's he's, he's being prepared for a great task of leading the people, um, even in a sense that Moses didn't, to go in and to conquer, uh, to go in and to take land, to advance uh, the, the, the cause and to, to, to advance uh, God's uh, vision for his people. And so uh, the first thing that we see here that was vital is that Joshua had to take God's word to heart. And, and Joshua was commissioned by God. And so it is for the Christian, if we are going to be um, prepared for battle, it has to be founded on us learning to listen to God's voice. Learning to listen to God's voice. And there's a lot of things that seek to crowd God's voice out. And, you know, there's a lot of voices competing these days for our attention. But amidst it all, amidst it all, we have to learn to listen for God's voice. And uh, Joshua um, heard from God. And so the first point that we looked at was Joshua's commission. And he was, uh, he was given, uh, you know, he was given uh, um, uh, a plan. He was given a vision by God. And, uh, and so God's going to do that for you, too. He's going he's to, you know, bring something. I got a call from, uh, from a, a, a man in our church today who hasn't been saved for an awful long time, but... Man, you can just tell he's just growing, and and uh, 
you know, he, he feels like God's leading him to do something. And he, he was expressing to me how he was, he was up quite a bit during the night and God just started bringing these things to his mind and giving him this burden. And he knew that God was leading him to do something. And uh, he said, oh, what, do you, what do you think about it, Pastor? Should, should, should I do this? And I said, well, you know, you've already given me the answer. I mean, you know, God, God is speaking to you personally. And uh, so I, I, my best advice to him was keep listening to God's voice. And obviously, he's never going to tell you anything that's against the Bible, but he's going to give you, you know, some specific um, ideas and, and a specific plan. And it's, go, it's going to match, you know, the ground that he wants you to take. You know, in our church, we have a variety of people with a with variety of gifts and, and a variety of wherewithal and, and uh, uh, just their, their, their places in life and what they're able to do and what they have a burden to do. And God's going to speak to each one of you specifically. You know, He's going he's to give you instructions. Uh, sometimes uh, somebody, somebody calls me and says, you know, um, the Lord just led me to, to, to give this gift, uh, maybe to the church or to our missionary or to some, to, to some ministry. And... Uh, you know, that's what God called them to do at that time. Sometimes somebody says, uh, you know, uh, I just feel like the Lord wants me to help out around, around here in a certain way. Can I do that? Yeah, if God, God's asking you to do that. I mean, whatever the case may be, that's ground that God wants you to take. And so he commissioned uh, Joshua, and we saw that as part of that commission, um, he challenged and even commanded Joshua to have what? What did we look at last week? It's courage, to have courage, to have courage. And uh, so we spent some time talking about that. And uh, so today, um, I, want, I, want, I want us to look at the next step, the, the, uh, the preparation for victory. God commissions us. God gives us courage because of who he is. And then um, God gives us a, a, a message to give to others. And Especially for Joshua, he was a leader. And so um, let's pick it up in verse 10. It says, then Joshua, now, now Joshua had been commanded from God, and now look what Joshua does here, verse 10. Then Joshua, what's the next word? Commanded the officers of the people, saying. Now, you know, this is like, this is very early on in Joshua's leadership here, and he's commanding the other leaders. And I say, well, you know, is it, was Joshua being a little presumptuous here? Was he kind of like on a high horse? Was, it, was he on a power trip? No. The reason why he could command those leaders is because God had commanded him. And so he knew that he was, because he had listened to God's voice, he, he had confidence and he, had, he, he was authoritative with that which God had entrusted to him. It was a matter of stewardship, Right? God, look at it this way. God is the master delegator. Now, great leaders could probably do, you know, most everything better than the people that they delegated to. Great leaders. But great leaders also realize that a lot more is going to get done if they learn to delegate. Now, with God, it's not so much, you know, he doesn't need us, but... He seems to really enjoy seeing his people take a task that he has delegated to them, equipping them to do it, and seeing them proceed with that. 
That's like, you know, that's, that's like a, a big reflection of his heart, you know, towards us. And uh, he just loves to involve us in that way, and I guess to give us a blessing uh, for it, you know. And so um, God had delegated to Joshua, and now Joshua was he, he was, he was, he was taking that which was delegated to him with full authority and full confidence because he knew it was from the Lord, and he proceeded with that. And, uh, you know, when we, we tend to be a little timid, if it just comes to us kind of like, you know, taking that step of taking charge. But if we know that God has called us to something, you know, then just go for it. Have confidence in it. Say, I'm confident because I know God has, has given me this. And uh, put some energy and enthusiasm into it. Um, don't apologize if, if God has, has, has called you to something. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just, just go for it. Go for it. I think sometimes uh, Christians spend too much time, like, you know, tippy-toeing around. When there's, there's a lot to do. <laughs> and uh, we think, ah, you know, I'm not going to say anything because, you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to act like I'm like trying to take over something, or uh, I don't want to. I don't want to, uh, you know, call attention to myself. Or but there's there's a lot to do, and I always appreciate like if God has asked you to do something, and I can be of help to 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 facilitate that or to encourage you in that. Hey, look. Feel free to come and talk to me about it or, or see, you know, uh, what, the, what the situation might be. Don't be shy about it. There's plenty to do, you know. And I think sometimes uh, we, we're too hesitant to act upon something that God is nudging us in, right? And then that opportunity might come and go, and then it's kind of like we never go back to it. And, uh, you know, a lot has been accomplished for the Lord, by people who just said, hey, this is a little out of my comfort zone, but I think God's asked me to do it, and I'm just going to go for it. Have a little sense of adventure in serving God. Uh, and for the most part, you know, I mean, for the most, now, sometimes people do, you know, I, as human, human nature for some personalities, you know, get a little carried away, and, you know, maybe, uh, but it's usually, that's usually not the problem. In other words, the problem isn't usually that people want to, you know, do too much. It's usually that we're hesitant to say, I think God wants me to do this. I have an idea here. I want to try it. And uh, I, I like that sort of thing. Um, so Joshua commanded the, officer, uh, the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host, command the people, saying, Prepare your victuals, for within three days he shall pass over this Jordan. Now, that must have been pretty, pretty exciting. They were going to actually cross over uh, the river there to go in to possess the land. Can you imagine the anticipation building here? And also thinking, man, we got to do this with a brand new leader, too. This, this ought to be interesting. Which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. And to the Reubenites and the Gadites, to the half the tribe of Manasseh, spake Joshua, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you Rest and hath given you this land. Your wives, your little ones, your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of Jordan. But ye shall pass before your brethren armed, all the mighty men of valor, and help them. Unto the Lord 
have given you um, your brethren rest as he hath given you, and they also have possessed the land which the Lord your God uh, giveth them. Then ye shall return unto the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses the Lord's servant gave you on this side of Jordan um, towards uh, the sun rising. So uh, we're calling this Joshua's challenge. And he gives a challenge to the people here. And you can kind of see the, uh, the order of things. It's, it's sort of like, it, you know, there's some parallels to the church here. You know, God speaks and uh, he commissions a leader. And then a leader, you know, challenges the people. And it was a personal challenge. We can see it was a personal challenge just for each person to be prepared. And, uh, and so we do the same sort of challenge here, you know. Um, we're not just going to talk about things in general that are kind of nebulous that we have to think, you know, uh, this is like for the whole group but not really for any one person. You know, usually the challenges that we give, you know, they're personal. They're things that we can, we can say, okay, I can take this to heart or what should I do about this? You know, how does God want me to respond to this, right? And, uh, and, and so I was for their preparation here to go over that river. And, and some of them had a little extra duties in it. And some of them had, you know, duties on this side and some on that side. But, but they all had a part to play, and it was a personal challenge. And, and also it was a practical challenge. He gave very specific instructions, things that, that could be acted upon. And uh, I think, you know, when, when, when God uh, prepares uh, a leader to lead the people, and, you know, it's going to be practical. In other words, like, I, I love preaching. Not, not, not just preaching, but preaching as far as receiving preaching. If I get a chance to say, we're going for a few days here, and I want to get some preaching up there in the North Woods, right, Brother Tim? You give me some preaching, right? And uh, because, you know, it helps me. I like, I like hearing preaching. But I especially enjoy preaching that's practical. That I can say, okay, you know, I see that, I understand it, and I know, you know how to put it to practice, and I can make a decision accordingly. And you know, so that's the type of, uh, of, of preaching that we, we, we try to have around here as well. Uh, personal and practical, and then also it was public. Evidently, Joshua spoke a lot of these things before all the people. And when you think of it, when the challenge is public, there's something about the dynamics of that. Because if it's, if it's public and it's practical, then there's a, little, there's a level of accountability there, isn't there? It's kind of like the way that God designed it, all right? So like we all hear a message that kind of challenges us on a certain truth, and uh, we all know that we all heard the message, right? <laughs> and so there's, there's sort of like this dynamic of accountability that's built in that, okay, now what are we going to do about it? And it's not like, you know, we're putting on a show to respond to that, but, but it is understood, okay, we all heard this, and we all have a responsibility to respond before God to this truth. And, uh, and so it was uh, here with this challenge that was given. And then the last thing that we see in the chapter there is after the challenge is the people's commitment. And this is very important. Let's finish it out there, chapter, uh, verses 16 to 18. And so he spoke to the people, and it says here, and they answered Joshua saying. And so there's going to be a response here, and there's going to be a commitment on behalf of the people responding to the challenge. And you can see the parallels once again, you know, as far as, as, a, as the church setting goes. 
And they answered Joshua, saying, All that thou commandest us we will do, and whithersoever thou sendest us we will go, according as we hearken unto Moses in all things. So we will hearken unto thee, only the Lord thy God be with thee, as he was with Moses. Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment, and will not hearken unto thy words and all thy commandments, him he shall put to death, only be strong and of a good courage. Wow, that's some pretty strong uh, uh, peer pressure there <laughs> for good. Uh, look, you know, uh, we're going we're gonna to serve God, and we're going to follow godly leadership. And they took it as far as to say, look, anybody who, who goes against that, he's going to be very serious, uh, grave consequences. And... Uh, and so uh, there was this, this pressure amongst the people to say, look, you know, we're, we're responding to this challenge, and we're saying, you know, uh, one for all, all for God, and we're putting the, the, uh, the commitment out there, look, you know, sort of like a, an agreement amongst us that, that, that nobody's going to, you know, nobody's going to go against that. Uh, nobody's going to hinder that. And so the people's commitment was voiced, and I think this is great. You know, uh, we can assume many times in response to a practical challenge that decisions are being made. And I think many times, I mean, I've heard messages many times where I didn't really necessarily respond in any way that anybody could see, but I was taking things to heart. And I was, I was learning and I was growing from that. And I did, you know, I did make serious decisions that were life-changing. Um, but uh, I think that, that there's a time that God will prompt us, and it's a good thing, to voice our commitments. Uh, maybe to a friend to say, you know, I heard this, this challenge from God's Word, and I made this commitment. Um, maybe public by way of testimony. Sometimes we have testimony. We probably need to have testimony time here uh, for too long. Um, maybe a little more often, but to you know, say, God has been teaching me this in this area. He's challenged me. And this is the commitment that I've made recently. This is what I've learned. This is, what I, this is the, the steps of growth that I'm, that I'm taking. And I know it's, it's just kind of assumed, you know, it's assumed that people are responding to God's word. But when that's voice, you know what that does? It multiplies the, the effect of that. Because there's probably someone else, a couple of other people that were challenged the same way. And if they hear your verbal response, you know what that does? That encourages them as well. They're like, hey, you know, I have some, I have some, uh, some, some a brother and a sister that's uh, uh, you know, going the same direction. I mean, if they'd all just listened to Joshua and maybe nodded a little bit and just kind of gone back to their tents or whatever, I don't think there would have been the same effect as if, you know, with these people speaking up and saying, we heard you, Joshua, and we are making these commitments based upon, you know, what you said. Uh, now, you know, we, we don't, at this point at least, and I, I, I pray about these things, I, you know, there's no set formula for it, I guess, but we don't really have a lot in our church right now that's geared around, like, public response. Uh, you know, I've been in churches that didn't, and I've, had some, I've been in some churches that, you know, had more of a public, like a, I guess what you call an altar call or a decision time and people, you know, for people to come forward and voice certain uh, um, uh, commitments, you know, they, and you'd have, sometimes people right then say, well, I want to, I wanna, 
you know, I want to commit to join this church right now, or I want to, I want to commit to obey the Lord in baptism today, and, and uh, something, you know, people can just rejoice in together. Uh, I think there's value to that. I don't know, you know, uh, exactly what the plan is for our church in that regard, but I do, I do believe that there's something powerful about a commitment being voiced, just that by way of testimony, uh, at least, and that's what was going on here. And so voiced, valuable, and thirdly, um, for, for Joshua, I would put it this way, it spoke volumes. It spoke volumes. I mean, think about what they were saying. They were saying, Joshua, we are with you, man. <laughs> and uh, we're going to roll up our sleeves here, and we're going to do whatever we can to, to, to help you and, and to be together in this following the vision that God has given us and to take this land together, to fulfill this mission uh, together. And, you know, I know, again, you know, support and, uh, and, and being, you know, behind the, uh, the, the mission and the challenge, that's something that we assume is going on. But when it's articulated, when that commitment is, is voiced, you know, it, do, it, does, it does speak volumes. Um, it goes a long ways to encouraging the heart of the leader. And it also goes a long ways towards us feeling like, you know, hey, we're in this together. We're not just kind of silently contemplating, you know, kind of going home, ruminating, and then maybe just kind of forgetting. We're saying, no, you know, God, God has given us a mission. He has some ground for us to take as a church and as individuals. And when he speaks to my heart and when he moves in my heart, you know, I want, I want that to, to be seen, and I want that to be sensed, and I want that to be communicated, at least to, you know, a, a friend, a brother, somebody that, that I, uh, you know, value in my church, to say, hey, that was good. That was a good truth there. You know, that passage today, wow, it did something for me. And that, uh, I think it sure helped here. Why? Because they had some really important days coming up. <laughs> this was preparation for victory. This was preparation for victory. And they were going to need all the momentum and all the God-given enthusiasm and uh, fortitude that they could muster here. And, uh, and, and so God's got some plans for our church. Um, you know, there's probably, hey, some brand new things are going to be happening for them. Things that hadn't happened once in 40 years of, of you know, where they had been. Some brand new things that were going to happen. And, you know, uh, sometimes... Oh, man, we get a little apprehensive about new things because, ah, you know, what's going to happen when we get over there? You know, we've never tried to cross that river before, and, man, you know, bad, bad things could happen. Things could go south in a hurry. <laughs> um, but God was in it. And it was not only not against his word, it was according to his word. And, you know, God's probably going to ask us to do some, some new things in the next year or two. I think it would be great if we did because we need, you know, we need to, I need to keep the juices flowing, right? I don't, I don't like getting too comfortable because when I get real comfortable, I get dozy, you know? Like I used to come home from working uh, cleaning windows in the wintertime, and that wasn't real comfortable. 
be out there, my hands would be cold, and I had to have a special formula so the things didn't freeze on the windows. And, um, and I'd get home, and, uh, you know, I'd like to say that I just came home, uh, you know, all, all energized uh, to, to be with the family, and, you know, that they could just uh, see that, uh, you know, I had all kinds of energy to give them right then. But usually what I'd do, the boys might not be, remember this, this is quite a while ago, but... I would come in, and we had, a, we had a recliner that was in the same room as the wood stove. Now, you know, man, as soon, that's a bad combination right there, you know. And as soon as I get comfortable into that, the wood stove plus that recliner, double comfy, I just get dozed off. It's just kind of automatic, right? And uh, it was a happy place, really. Uh, but uh, if you get into your happy place too much, <laughs> Sometimes you're not getting a whole lot done, right? Um, sometimes we get a little dozy as Christians. It's like being in the it's like being in the room with the wood stove and our recliner, you know. Um, we need to be jolted out of that a little bit sometimes. So who knows? But uh, God's having us go through the Book of Joshua, and we're going to see some 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 crazy things go on here, and uh, God's going to ask him to do some some wild things, and you're going to be like, wow, you know. That must have been uh, unreal to be a part of that. But uh, God saw him through it, and uh, God showed him some pitfalls, and he showed us some keys to victory. And, and it's, uh, it's a great book to, to study uh, individually as a, as a church, I think. So, Lord, help.